It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary VGW. void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus it's Burke Steeler fans welcome back to another episode of Steeler Statue This is Behind the Steel Curtain editor Dave Schofield coming at you again on Thursday morning. It's July. It is July 1st. My goodness. We are in the second half of 2021. We are right in the midst of summer. We are in the month when NFL training camp begins. Yes, it is getting closer to that time. That is ultimately what it comes down to. Seeing the Pittsburgh Steelers, unfortunately, not in Latrobe. But at Heinz Field and some at the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex for training camp as they prepare for the 2021 season. That's what it really all comes down to. That's what this is all about. Oh, I'm just happy to be here. We're going to talk some numbers with you. I'm a, I'm a little bit flustered and everything right now trying to squeeze stuff in because I'll be honest with you, next week I'm on vacation. You'll still get a, you'll still have a stat geek from me, but I'm not going to be on any of the live YouTube shows. And I tell you, there is so much work to be done the week before going on vacation. It's like we're 
it's like doing three work weeks of work. And I'm not talking BTSC. I'm just talking about life in general of just trying to get everything done in order to then have a week to not have to do everything. So it, it's kind of interesting how that all works out. So, but uh, coming at you today with a couple different topics, um, we'll see how deep we dive into everything kind of as we go along. I'm just going to kind of let things flow a little bit, but this, the, the topic today is stems from a email conversation I was having um, with someone by the name of Mike Smith. I know that's a very specific name. I don't know that of too many Mike Smiths out there. Actually, I know about eight. Um, but this is one particular Steelers fan, Mike Smith, who said to me, greetings from my fe- or greetings, fellow number nerd. Um, and he went on to, to say some stuff, but he wanted to know about, he was said he was thinking about the 17th game being added. And of course, you know, they say, where's it added? Well, it doesn't matter where the opponents added. Bottom line is there's another game at the end of the season now. Um, it's just, I mean, they could have started earlier. You could say there's another game at the beginning, but they're starting the NFL season at the same spot. They're going an extra week into January. Um, and he was, Mike was thinking about the late season collapses that's happened with the Steelers uh, recently. And he was wondering if it was a pattern. He wanted to know if the Steelers worse later in the season. And by having an extra game, is that actually going to be bad news for them because of wearing down? And it seems like the Steelers aren't playing as well at the end of the season as they are um, at other points. And honestly, I like to argue that sometimes the Steelers aren't playing the best at the beginning of the season. So this is what we did. Mike and I were, were conversing. He put together this fantastic graphic. Uh, for me to use that we're going to talk about today. And then eventually I'm going to, to do an article where it includes this graphic. And here's what Mike did. And we're going to look at this in order to try to draw some various conclusions. He went over the last 10 years. He looked at, at data from the last 10 years, the Pittsburgh Steelers record. He went week by week, the result of the game. He color-coded it. He has wins are green and losses are, they're not exactly red. They're more of an orange, almost like a peach. It doesn't matter. This is a podcast. It's not like you can see it anyway. And of course, he had their lone tie in blue and went through and and looked, how did the Steelers do at various points of the season? And how has that been over the last 10 years? Now, before we get into that, I got into some very interesting discussions on the website this week about using data. And I was... Someone was actually accusing BTSC of using 2020 data, and it's not very good data because this team is so different. Well, you know what? What data is any better? You know, coming from a numbers guy, what data would be better than 2020? If if you're looking at, let's say, the offense, you go to 2019, that doesn't give you very good data because almost the whole season was played without Ben Roethlisberger. You go to the you go to 2018. That doesn't give you very good data because by then you're you're it's too much roster turnover. Because yes, you're not going to have the same roster, and yes, you you shouldn't just look at what happened the year before and think it's going to be the exact same thing because we all know that's not the case. So I don't know what the gripe really was, other than someone who just likes to complain for the sake of complaining, if you know what I mean. Um, we probably all know people like that that you know. It, like an, and it wasn't even an article that I wrote um, where, where this whole discussion went down. And it was about, oh, well, you need to take this into account and that account. Oh, well, you didn't take this into account. 
well, you took eight things into account, and because they didn't take a ninth thing into account, everything's wrong. No, I mean, there's various ways to look at stuff. And my argument is when it, when it comes to looking at past data and past years, this is just a good time to talk about this. When you look at data like this, what that does is it gives you a baseline. It gives you a starting point. For example, you want to talk about, let's say, the Steelers' offense for 2021. Well, look at the Steelers' offense in 2020. And then you got to look at what factors have changed to make you think that that offense could go in one direction or the other. And different factors are going to make it go in one direction or the other. And then you weigh those factors. For example, Ben Roethlisberger returns. Some people think that's a good thing. Some people think that's a bad thing. That's going to depend on how that weighs in, into your factorization. The Steelers drafted a running back in the first round. You know, for almost everyone, that's going to be factoring in the positives. Uh, the Steelers have basically a completely revamped offensive line with only one starter returning, and they're not even expected to start in the same position. That's got to factor in into something. Uh, the Steelers are playing different opponents this year, although more than half their opponents are the same opponents from last year. Then if you really want to dive into it, you could look and see how all of those opponents changed. But you know what? All those things are opinions, though. They're all ultimately opinions. It's not really data. I mean, yes, the the Browns added, who did they add? Clowney is who they added. Clowney hasn't gotten a sack in how many years now? I mean, but it, it but he does add stuff to their defense. Just because he doesn't have specific numbers doesn't mean that he doesn't change how things are done. And you could look, you could look at that and you might think that's a positive thing as a Browns fan. And the Steelers might think it was a positive thing as for the Steelers fans. They're like, that's because honestly, I thought Olivier Vernon was a pretty good player last year until he got hurt. So that that could be a downgrade where they might think it's an upgrade. And all these things are based on opinions. So in bottom line is a lot of times you you can use numbers and you can look at them and move them around, but it's still going to come down to your ultimate opinions of how things are. That's just how things work. Even though you can you can say that the numbers are the numbers, how how you're moving from there. Because you can't just base it completely off past numbers. But you know what? Let's look at some past numbers just so we can see. The first question that we're going to answer, and it's the title of the, of the episode, is like late season collapses, talking about December and things like that. And what Mike brought up to me when he was emailing me was the whole notion of how long has this has the end of the year collapse thing been going on? Well, we will say this. We're not talking postseason. This is all regular season stuff is what we're looking at. So you can talk about, you know, 2017 was a huge outlier. I talked about it last week when we were looking at at, at team ranks, about how the Steelers actually had a defense that ranked well. But then you had the Ryan Chazier injury, which really changed a lot. Um, but that that was why it was so surprising that then they gave up the points that they did. I mean, the defense was good last year. They gave up a lot of points to the playoffs, but they were put in pretty bad situations, but they were in both situations. So I digress. Bottom line is how, how long have the Steelers been struggling at the end of the season? Really? If you look at these games, look at them in quarters and now bye weeks are thrown out. Don't even worry about the bye week. So it's not week, whatever. I hope I don't continue saying week because really it's games. And he even broke these up into quarters for me. Games one through four, games five through eight, games nine through 12, and games 13 through 16. There we go. If you look at the last quarter of the season, the Steelers have struggled, especially the last two years. Um. And even the year before, because the year before, in 2018, they went 2-2 two and two in the last quarter. 
Okay. But then the last two years, they went one and three. Now, there's a lot of factors there that you could look at that. So I gave you the data. Now let's look at the factors. Um, 2019 was kind of the Ben Roethlisberger-less Steelers trying to figure out what they were doing, defense trying to keep them in on in stuff. Last year, it was, was Watt Roethlisberger weighing down. I'll be honest with you, what some people might not think it's as big as a factor, but I look at it as a big factor, is, is the Randy Feetner factor. Is the lack of creativity and the lack of, of a diverse game plan from week to week gets you to the end of the season. And if, and if you could say you played all your cards, but if you're only playing six cards, you're going to run out of cards by the time you get to the end of the season. I don't think they were doing enough diversely on offense. And I mean, if you look at it under Randy Feekner in his three years with the Steelers, they, the best year they had was 2018 the last at the end of the season. And they were two and two. That was the best they did under that offensive coordinator. And yes, you know, the defense of course factors into that as well, but I think that's where the, where the Steelers struggled there. I'm giving, giving my reasons and whatnot, but what's crazy, you go to 2017, they went three and one over the last quarter, 2016, how about four and oh, because they ended the season with seven straight wins heading into the postseason. 2015, they were three and one 2014. They were four and oh, 2013, they were three and one. Then you had that 2012 season that was thrown in there where that was just a December to not remember. And that was the infamous one and three, where the only game they won was the very last week of the season um, with after they dropped three straight in December and only finished up eight and eight. Um, and the year before that, going back to 10 years, they were once again three and one. So the Steelers... At the end of the season, their last four games, over the last decade, they have a winning percentage of 0.625, That's where they sit. Now, that's not the strength, but that's actually not their weakest quarter. Their weakest quarter over the last 10 years is the first quarter of the season. That's why it was a big deal that the Steelers started off with that great winning streak. Because if you look at 2019, they were one and three. If you look at 2018, they were, they were one, two and one because they had that tie against the Browns. Now the two years before that in 2016 and 2017, they were three and one, but that's, that was the only until 2020, 2017 and 2016 was the only seasons where the Steelers had an above 500 record in the first four games of the season. I mean, we can go back to that 2013 season that we all, if we can all remember that when the Steelers started 0-4, it was Le'Veon Bell's rookie year. The fourth game was in London. Then they come back and started winning games and, you know, finished 8-8 eight and eight and almost made the postseason that year. So that's kind of some of the trends that are, that are going there. But here's another interesting one. I want to point this out just because when it's color-coded, you can really see some things. 2016 and 2017, the Steelers put together win streaks. I mean, they won their final, what, what did I say before was their final seven games? They won their final seven games in 2016 of the regular season. They had a win streak. I'm pretty sure if I can count that right, that is eight games in the middle of the season in 2017, um, an eight-game winning streak. But what's crazy with that 2016 seven-game winning streak 
They had a four-game losing streak right before that. And that four-game losing streak actually sticks out like a sore thumb because of this. Here's an interesting number. Because sometimes, you know, the more recent data is the better data. That gives you a better indication of, you know, you have more of the same players during when the more recent years you look at. But over the last four seasons, the Steelers, from game six to game nine, that four-game stretch, not, not an exact quarter, but I'm not, so I'm not talking game five, five to eight. I'm talking game six to nine. The Steelers are 16-0. and They have won their, their games, game six to game nine, every year for the last four years. Now, the year before that, in 2016, they were 0-4. They had lost all four of those games. But ever since that bad losing streak in 2016, and they came back with that long winning streak to finish out the year, the, that stretch of four games in the middle of the season, they've put together wins. So that is that is weeks, like I said, that is weeks six to nine. So let's look at the Steelers' 2021 schedule and what to do, not week six, nine, sorry, games, games, games. I knew I was going to do that. I knew it, but that's okay. Game six to nine, who do the Steelers face this year? Well, that is home on Sunday night against the Seattle Seahawks. That is, then they have a bye week. Then coming off the bye, they are at the Cleveland Browns. Then they are home on Monday night against the Chicago Bears. And then they are home the next Sunday against the Detroit Lions. So that's kind of interesting to see if they could kind of keep that trend going because, and, and see how those four games go. Um, just because I thought that was interesting to point out because that definitely jumped off the page at me that that's, that's kind of the strength of the Steelers schedule. Now to look at it just as quarters here, um, as we finish this up, as I said before, the Steelers last four games of the season over the last 10 years, their winning percentage is 0.625, 62 and a half percent. The worst one is the first quarter of the season where they are 0.513. They are, they are, um, you know, 51.3%, barely above 500. Then their best quarter is the second quarter of the season, games five through eight, where they are 0.725 as a winning percentage, 72.5%. And the third quarter, they are at 70% or 0.700 is their win percentage. The last thing I got to bring up. And I have to do this because that's that's the data. There is one week out of the season, the Steelers are not at least 500 over the last 10 years. One week. And you could probably guess what that week is. That would be week one. Over the last 10 years, the Steelers have only won four games. They've lost five and they tied one. That's the only week they are under 500. They are at 500 in week three and four. And they're at 500 in week, what is that? That's 14, week 14, that they're, they're, they're not as well. But we know all these things change year to year uh, based on opponents, based on home and away, you know, travel schedule, things like that. But when you look at it, there's that much data. You, you kind of almost look at it and, and, and see what I feel is, what feels right with the Pittsburgh Steelers recently, and that is where they are performing the strongest is during that middle part of the season, whether it be the middle half, you know, 
almost like the middle third when you want to break it down. That's that's the strength there for the Steelers. So, all right, so we're going to go ahead and take a break after breaking that down. That was a lot of fun. I I love looking at data like this and just I could just talk about it the whole time, but you're probably done um, listening to me talk about a graphic that I'm looking at in front of me. So we're going to go ahead and take the break. Then when we come back, we're going to look at some numbers of Steelers opponents in 2020 versus 2021 broken down a little bit more than what you might get otherwise. And um, then maybe just, a, if we have time, a little fun fact from a question that I had on the so, uh, Stick around for these commercials and we'll be right back. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to the Steelers Tacky. This is Dave Schofield. Hey, thanks, Jerry Cherry Band, for the uh, for the great music there. We really appreciate that. But I am Dave Schofield, editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. It is your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Coming back at you with some more numbers. I hope you enjoyed that breakdown of you know where the Steelers might be a little bit stronger um, as as the season goes on, based you know on how as week by week as, as they go. I mean, I, it could have been broken down by months, or, but then all the bye week comes in there. So it was just, it was by, it was done by week and it was very nice done. Thank you, Mike Smith, for uh, that great discussion that we had over email. And thank you for the fantastic graphic. I will make sure I get that in an article sometime here at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. So next is, let's look at the Steelers' opponents for 2021 versus the teams that they played in 2020. Now we already know that the Steelers went from one of one of the easiest schedules based on record from the previous year in 2020 to having the most difficult schedule in the NFL based on teams, 2020 records. Now we've already talked about this. We dove into this on this show and I talked about how that's worked out for, for teams in the past and teams that have made the postseason. Remember every time the Steelers have had the most difficult schedule in the last, however many years I figured that out. I think it was at least 15, maybe 20. I can't remember. That was a while ago that they've made the postseason. They made the playoffs. So that's interesting to know. But when Jeff Hartman wrote an article about, oh, can the Steelers score 30 points per game this year? Can they average that? I'm like, dude, that's crazy. I mean, even when they were one of the better offenses in the league, they weren't, they couldn't do it. So to think that they're going to touch that this year, and obviously, and here's the thing, and it's crazy that people don't read the whole article because we're doing, this was part of our 30 scenarios in 30 days. So the title of the article is the scenario. But it doesn't mean that our prediction is that that scenario will come true. 
And yet people were just assuming that because it's the scenario that the answer is, oh, yeah, they will. No, the answer, his answer was no, they're not going to get to, they're not going to average 30 points this year in Jeff's opinion. And I agree with him. And a lot of people were bringing up the, you know, the data. And that's where the whole thing that I talked about with, with data earlier um, to start the podcast came about and what's good data. And, you know, still can't believe someone says don't use 2020 data to start. Well, then you have no data to start anyway. But I went back and looked at the 2020 season and like, we know things change, but they're like, Oh, well this strength of schedule, that should be the number one factor. Well, you know what? I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, there to me, I think the Steelers themselves is more of a factor than their opponents, honestly. And we've seen that a lot of times the Steelers play better when they have a tougher opponent. Now, I don't know that we saw that very uh, all the time in 2020, but I mean, they stepped up in that Tennessee game. They definitely stepped up the first time they, they played the Ravens. The second one, it was ugly, but they managed to win. But the first time that they played Baltimore, um, that shellacking of the mistake by the lake um, that that the Steelers had last year, those were some some solid teams that or where they stepped up. But the whole notion of the Steelers can't, you know, are they, are they even going to average 20 points or whatever because their schedule's so much harder. Okay, their schedule might be harder, but let's really look at the data. Those teams that the Steelers played – in 2020 versus the ones they're going to play in 2021, were they better for, for offensive reasons or defensive reasons? So here's what I did. First of all, the Steelers play nine of the same games. I mean, may not be in the same location, but I don't want to say teams because the teams they play twice. Nine of their games for, for in 2021 are against opponents that they played in 2020. That is six games within the division. And then they also play Tennessee, who they played last year, Buffalo, who they played last year, and Denver, who they played last year. I was going to say, and a team from the West, and I had to think of who it was. So yeah, and it, so it was Denver. So I just threw those out. Didn't even bother because you know what? The data is going to be in both categories. So what I did was I said, let's look at new opponents. Let's look at uncommon opponents for the two years. So I broke down the seven teams that the Steelers played last year that they don't play this year and the eight teams, because they're going to the 17 game schedule that they will play this year that they didn't play last year. And I didn't just look at it as their records. I'm like, let's look at points given up and points scored points given up and, and points scored. And here's, here's what I've, I figured out. The defenses that the Steelers played in 2020 were based on 2020 results are actually better than the defenses they're going to be playing in 2021. What? Yeah. Even though they had such a, a low strength of schedule last year versus a very high strength of schedule this year, that it's not because of the defenses. Because the teams that the Steelers played last year gave up 25.85 points per game. Now, part of that could be because they were losing games. Other teams weren't, you know, at the end, might not have been trying to score points and just run clock. That could be a factor. You know, there's other factors involved, but that's the numbers. 25.85 points a game is how much they surrendered. And the opponents that the Steelers play this year, they surrendered 26.33 points per game. 
So, you know, just about a half a point more when you look at it on average all season, that that's, that's the difference. So to say that, let's say the Steelers offense, oh, the Steelers offense is going to have it so much worse this year. Are they? Is it the offense that's going to have it worse? When really it's going to be the defense. Because if you look at the points scored by teams last year that the Steelers played and don't play this year, those teams only scored 22.19 points a game. I mean, that's not good. But the teams that they play this year that they that they didn't play last year, they averaged 26.86 points per game. So if you look at it, the teams that they're playing next year, they scored slightly more, about half a point more, almost exactly half a point more, than what they surrendered. Where the teams that they played last year gave up more than three and a half points more than they surrendered. Not gave up more than gave up more points than they scored. Sorry, um, to say that a little bit backwards. So I hope that made sense. So obviously those teams, you know, they have nice records because on average they're scoring more points than they're surrendering, and the other teams that didn't, you know, they're giving up more points than what they're scoring. They didn't have strong records. So now it doesn't mean just because you know, and that was another misconception that that. that people have is like, oh, if you average more points scored than points given up, does that mean you go undefeated? No, because it's all about when you average it all out. I mean, the Steelers went 12 and four last year and they averaged, my my goodness, they averaged like five points more per points scored per game than surrender because they were under 20 points last year. So that's that's the data behind there. So what I think is just interesting about that mostly is because the Steelers are really going to have strength on strength. If you're going to be playing a more difficult schedule, you got to ask, are those teams better because they have more prolific offense or because they have a more stout defense? And I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not apologizing for this. I'm sorry. I'm not apologizing <laughs> that to me, it's the, it's all about the Steelers defense. That's the driving force. That's the driving force last year. That's the driving force this year. So if you're taking your strength in your defense and you're matching up against their strength, their offense, that's going to be the battles. And that's why everyone's like, oh, what was me? It's a hard schedule. Yeah, but if you're talking about the other team is so good because they have this great defense and your offense is struggling, then you might be in trouble. But the but it's 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 the whole if if the other if teams are going to be better, what why they're better isn't a bad thing if it's because it's because what you are matching against them is why you're better. If I hope that makes sense. But uh, I had a, an interesting question asked to me on Twitter. Um, this was earlier this, actually, I think it was last weekend. Now, um, this came from Owen James Steelers Nation um, coming from across the pond. And he wanted to know if the Pittsburgh Steelers had ha, ever had any British players. So I thought I'd just throw this in here at the end because it was a little bit fun. Most of you should remember that Christian Scotland Williamson was part of the international program. He was on the Steelers practice squad for two years, never made the roster, uh, didn't make, even make it to training camp last year. Um, and that was the end of that. So that's one answer. But what about actually play for the Steelers? Like get in a game. I didn't know how else to look for this other than to, you might get a kick out of this, other than try to filter by where players went to high school. Because on Pro Football Reference, they have it. They have where you went to high school. Like, you may not know this, Alejandro Villanueva, he went to high school in Belgium. 
So you so I went through and to, to look to see were there any players who went to high school in in the UK and played for the Steelers. Now, it could have been someone that was born there but then ended up somewhere else. So, but then again, just being born there, were they really from there for a long time? Found one player. One player. And that player is one Alan Watson, kicker from Newport, Wales. Oh, that was his college, Newport, Wales. From Blockwood, Wales was where uh, he was born. And he played for the Pittsburgh Steelers for one season, for four games, the final four games of the 1970 season. Um, Watson came in and took over for kicker Gene Mingo for the last four games um, of the season. And that was the end of Mingo's career. He finished his career in Pittsburgh in 69 and 70. Played played a lot. Um, I think he had his most years was in Denver. He he was interesting because he was uh, he wasn't just a kicker. He was also a running back. And and things. I think he scored touchdowns in like six different manners, or scored points in six different manners in the NFL. So it's kind of crazy um, that he did that. So, but he didn't finish the, the the season with the Steelers. I mean, after in ten games, he was uh, his field goal percentage was twenty seven point eight. So the Steelers made a move to finish out the season, and from Wales brought in one Alan Watson, who in his time in Pittsburgh who they only went one and three over those last four games. Um, but none of them were one-score games, so it's not like – well, one of them was an eight-point game. Um, so it's not like he blew the game for him. He was seven for eight in extra points, and he was five for ten in field goals. And probably what got him more than anything was he – he missed one in the thirty in the thirty to thirty nine yard range, and missed three in the forty to forty nine yard range, and then one in the fifty yard range. So that is the one player that I could find. If you can find another player from the UK who played for the P- Pittsburgh Steelers, please hit me up with that uh, on Twitter or through email at stlrsuperfandad. And for the email, you just add at gmail.com. Do that, or even better, I'm still looking for stats questions, always looking for the questions. I want to bring to you what you all want to hear. So with that, happy 1st of July. I know the the, the, uh, the holidays coming up this weekend. I just I hope you have a very uh, safe and healthy Independence Day. And we will see you next time. And as I always say... Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, 
and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.